0: Welcome to Classical Baddies. My name is Nusha.
1: I'm Katie. And I'm Sophia. And in case you haven't noticed, we have switched up our order of introductions today uh, because I am very excited to tell you guys about an opera singer. I know we've done composers before, but we haven't actually talked about an opera singer in one of our like historical episodes.
0: Which is quite ironic considering we are three opera singers in training i feel like that's in our description is it not <laughs> yeah. Absolutely it so is. Like- so you think that we would talk about an opera singer in like the five months that we've been doing this podcast
1: long time coming i'm gonna start off by asking you guys a question
0: seven months i made a mistake we've seven <sighs> months. i got distracted i was counting okay. seven months
1: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we started in september right
1: oh that's crazy yeah yeah oh yeah. that's wild that's weird Yeah,
0: welcome to seven months of classical baddies if anyone's listening um
1: (laughs) someone out there please (laughs) 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 so for our seven month uh podcast anniversary because apparently this is the mark we're celebrating because we called ourselves classical baddies what is a baddie to you guys what would you consider a baddie yeah (laughs) what Um, is a baddie
0: certainly it ain't me but listen (laughs) This is discouraging considering
1: this is literally what we named our podcast i know
0: it's really funny because my answer was going to be i actually don't like that word very much <laughs> should we rebrand god you guys no i feel like it's too late now it's absolutely no. no we picked the name because we'd come up with like a well our first like idea was single opera singer support group yeah yeah when I felt like that was a little too sad and a little too
1: wordy. <laughs> and felt, a little too wordy. It felt a little like a cry for
0: help. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was. Totally not crying yeah. for help. Um, <laughs> help me. so I think that we just started coming up with like like classical babes, classical something just to like make it mm-hmm. fun and funky, but also funky fresh. No. I hated that. No, God, um, <laughs> I'm to kick you out of the Zoom call. <laughs> well, that's just rude. Um, but I think that Katie actually recommended classical baddies, and I was like, "Well, nothing else is working, so why not?"
1: Yeah, baddies, bad girls. It was feisty. It was fun. I don't know. Fun, where the name fresh. comes from. Oh. Yeah, Sophia, oh. wh-
0: Why do you like the word baddies? What do you think it means?
1: Uh... fine fresh fierce we got it on lock but a baddie's a hot girl who's not afraid to take what she wants and do what she wants and you know what deep down inside that's what we are um because i've dubbed this episode the original classical baddie because today we're talking about julie d'aubigny also known as mademoiselle de maupin or la maupin yes a lot of the dates are disputed because of course historical accuracy is kind of a
0: concept <laughs> yeah it doesn't really exist we think that they were here and then we think they went there they might have been doing this yeah. at the time with this possible person yeah. but they might have also been at this random place
1: because the problem with a lot of history is it's hearsay because it's what other people are writing about this person and everyone's got their biases and whatnot so there are a couple I tried to stick to what is most commonly known and accepted about the lovely La Maupin there's even controversy like surrounding exactly what her first name was but the most accepted name is Julie Daubigny. Heck yeah. So I just wanted to get that out of the way because I did look in of course I looked into this and I found a lot of people focus on how insane her life was and we of course will be discussing this woman's insane life but also, as a musician, I saw a couple of interesting things pop up that I haven't seen other people chat about. So we will also get into that. But you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun ride. I think everyone's really going to enjoy this. Otherwise, I will cry. Um. Anyways, let's get started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sophie, it's fine. It'll be fine. You'll be okay.
1: Fine. Everyone's having fun.
0: Having <laughs> a good time.
1: So, Young Julie was. Oh God, God, I can't start. <laughs> Getting hot. Hold up, I gotta take my coat off.
0: <laughs> like, forgetting it. Get yeah, look at that. You've led episodes before.
1: I know. This. Is... All right, let's get started then. Let's get started. All right. So Julie was from around Paris, and her father was the secretary to the Comte d'Armagnac, because we have some beautiful French names in this. And he was a sword fighting instructor, and he took it upon himself to teach young Julie how to sword fight. Oh, heck at yeah. how to ride a horse like a man, and also instructed her to wear men's clothes in order to fly under the radar. And oh, so yeah. she's not attracted Bad. attention. Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't very ladylike growing up. Her father was also like kind of a mixed bag because he definitely took her places. He shouldn't have taken his young daughter. Um, he was taking her everywhere. Like he was taking her to gambling dens and like brothels. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Oh he was also super obsessed with her being like pure um, oh, good. which we're about Great. to see exactly how that's going to turn out. and so he literally threatened to kill any man that laid a hand on her. so who does she become entangled with? the count himself. so <laughs> <laughs> the one person yep. man who's the father yes! cannot kick his ass. however My the title she is she's my new idol however their relationship was super creepy because she was 14 uh, and the cult was a yeah no you was exactly right was a full man so i mean it's hard to say exactly what the nature of that would have been considering that it's gross and predatory to you know take your servant's 14 year old daughter as your quote-unquote mistress and because her father got super, like, peeved with him, uh, which is probably an understatement, he, the comp sets her up And oh gosh, I keep forgetting how I write in my, my notes, but comp sets her up with his homeboy.
0: <laughs> you also didn't send us the notes.
1: I did. Oh, crap. I made the Google Doc and never shared it. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: guys want some notes? Yes, yes I Yes, please. It'd be I nice. Was.
1: Give me two seconds. <laughs> Where's the document? Hold up. Oh, God, what'd I do with the document? Did I, like, make it and close it? What'd I do? Now oh, here we
0: go. Well, the Google Docs would have saved it anyways.
1: I'm gonna share it.
0: Do you guys remember the days where we would write things on Word and, like, the computer would shut down all of a sudden and you lost everything you'd worked on?
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Great. Perfect. Okay, cool. Where was <laughs> I?
0: Let me start off. You were talking about uh, the comp uh, did something to her dad.
1: Oh, yeah. comp Yeah, the Count, I, I, I can't, I don't want to pronounce that every single time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Count sets her up with the sieur de Maupin of Saint-Germain-en-Laye, which is where the La Maupin title comes from. And that's what she would be mainly known as later in her life. It was Mademoiselle de Maupin or La Maupin. And it's because it was her husband's name. Uh, her husband and her got married. And then he went to business on the other side of France. And that's it he just left (laughs) and he never came back uh they get reunited later on um but we'll we'll get to that um but it was mostly because the count wanted to keep her close for his own personal purposes um and just wanted her married to create less of a scandal disgusting ew (laughs) great yeah it's a little unclear what exactly happened between them, but around the time she turned sixteen, it seemed either the count started getting really annoyed with her because she wasn't turning into a, a young lady. Um, but anyways, she Can tired. I just of- point out the fact that you spelled count comte. That's the French. Yeah, spelling.
0: that's the French. That's the French spelling. <laughs> Good try, Katie. Trying,
1: so- <laughs> trying to make up for Venus. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, either way, she gets tired of her life with the Comte and decides to run away with her sword, one of the sword fighting instructors. Um, she was also worth mentioning, she was the best sword fighter that she had encountered. No one could beat her. So, she and her new Boo <sighs> some people name him. I forgot to write down his name. It's not that important if we're being very honest. Um, so, she and her new Boo went off to make their living on the roads she would dress as a man and they would do sword fighting stunts and she would also make her money by singing and I was trying to find a little more about her musical education because it is believed that like as a young lady with like decent standing she would have had music lessons to you know get her nice husband as would have been standard practice um however it's not detailed and there isn't a lot to go on which was like a little annoying because you know you want to find out who the opera singer is but yeah so the true the true of them the two of them (laughs) traveled the countryside as rogues sword fighting for show and she would make money by singing and a lot of the times men would suspect that she wasn't actually a woman so she was accused of being a man pretending to be a woman pretending to be a man (laughs) um (laughs) And her response Mm. to her non-believers was that she would rip open her blouse and show them that she was a woman.
0: She's the man. (laughs) She's the man,
1: (laughs) literally. You don't think I'm a girl? Here! Yeah, because she loved beating men and then rubbing it in their faces that they got beaten by a woman. I love her so much! And eventually, we know that she parts ways with her... This her sword fighter, um, because she becomes involved with the daughter of a wealthy merchant. So we don't know exactly. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Katie's <laughs> face. She just. <laughs> oh I've never been So happy before in my life. And,
1: and, uh, and, and, like this episode. That's why I told you you're not allowed to like this one in advance because I know yeah. whole, like, your little heart, heart cry with joy. <laughs> so she and the daughter of this wealthy merchant became involved for some time and of course because this would have been very frowned upon when the parents of the wealthy merchant's daughter, I couldn't find her name and I don't think I would have remembered it anyway for being like totally honest, um, they sent her off to a nunnery as you do back then. Mm. Juthi responded by going to that <laughs> nunnery herself <laughs> and going a nun and while the Love two them, yeah <laughs> the two of them spent time in the nunnery together probably doing a nun like activities oh
0: just gals being <laughs> pals
1: yeah. yeah um and eventually the two of them decide to make their great escape the plan which was very flawed from the start i i really must say involved yeah. their own deaths um, <laughs> by exhuming the corpse of a nun and putting it in their room and then setting it on fire to make it look like they died in a fire however because you know the convent would have been made of stone however fire is unpredictable like that and they burnt the convent down
0: <laughs> god
1: <laughs> which is objectively a bad thing to do
0: <laughs> that takes flaming homosexual to a whole other level
1: hey <laughs> hey hey <laughs> uh, and so the wealthy merchant's daughter kind of got late like got off like um
0: she
1: did get laid. A. So she gets off scot-free. Julie, on the other hand, takes the blame and is sentenced to death. However, she wasn't arrested. She just kind (laughs) of left. (laughs) And while it's suggested that she and the merchant's daughter were in correspondence, Julie just suggested that she got bored of her and went on her merry way. Later on, she continued on her trail of singing for money and sword fighting. Sp- oh wait, want- yeah.
0: Sorry, didn't the count get her um, pardon?
1: Yeah, but I was going to bring that back th- that back up later. Sorry, so you're looking at my Sorry. notes.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not the one. You already told me all this stuff, so I'm not the one that can't look at it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so she continues on her roguish ways, um, gets into a duel with another young count, wounds him, so she beats him. Apparently, he yelled something quite rude at her, so she challenged him to a duel. So yeah, I think he heckled her while she was singing, and she was like, put your money where your mouth is. She wounds him quite severely, nurses him back to health, and then they fall in love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) the original enemies to lovers. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: those romances, all those like YA fantasy books have been promising me for years. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to start swords and Roses Who? <laughs> yeah. And so they were together for a while and would remain lifelong friends. Um, nice. She then began taking voice lessons from a retired singer uh, who also happened to be an alcoholic, which is why he started yeah. teaching her. Um, because he was an alcoholic. And she became involved with another singer named Vernard. And the two decide to head to Paris together and audition for the Paris Opera. Apparently, Ooh. the opera was kind of off-put by her. Um, <laughs> but Vernard got in Wonder instantly why. and was like, we're a package deal. And so the opera is like, okay. Real friends. I guess, <laughs> I guess Julie's in. <laughs> so at 17, that she ended up in the Parisian Opera. And she Mm. became incredibly popular. Apparently, she was an incredible singer. And also, she was just a fascinating person in general. (laughs) Mm. And from that point, she became known as La Maupin. And the term Mademoiselle de Maupin was used um, because Mademoiselle, in case you don't speak any French, is the term for an unmarried woman. But all opera singers would take the term Mademoiselle instead of the proper married madame. So yeah, pretty much being an opera singer was kind of was a frowned upon career choice back in the day uh, because you weren't a respectable woman at home with her husband. (laughs) For the four years that she was there up until her next stunt, which we'll get to, she was having leading roles in pretty much all of the productions.
0: Dream life.
1: Yeah. yeah. However, she could not put her dueling and sword fighting ways aside. An example was a pretty infamous story actually is that another singer insulted her and when he refused to duel her, she ambushed him in an alley at night. (laughs) Uh, And when he refused to fight her, she beat him with a cane, uh, (laughs) took his watch and his snuff box. uh, And the next day he shows up to the, the theater again and, you know, tells that he got jumped by a gang of big, scary men. And she goes, no. I beat you up and pulled out his watch. What an absolute cool. queen.
0: Oh my god.
1: The woman, the myth, the legend. I
0: love her. She yeah. is my icon. She is who I want to be. Just don't
1: burn buildings Maybe I won't down. beat
0: up men for fun, but like she's so cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and eventually she would get kicked out of Paris itself and the way she managed to do this uh, was because she showed up to a ball dressed as a man, as one does. Wait. Um,
0: oh, I'm confused.
1: Did I jump the timeline? Because we are looping back to something. It says
0: she got she gets booted out of Paris for dueling. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're about, sorry. I'm about
1: to tell you about this duel.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: Oh, I've, there's an important detail I did forget to mention, which you brought up earlier, was the reason she was able to come back to Paris it was because she managed to get a pardon from the count for burning down a nunnery.
0: This is what love does, people. Gets you out of real...
1: <laughs> Sticky crime. situations. Yeah, That's like crazy. severe arson. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Those are allegations.
1: <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly burned down a nunnery. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. But yeah, so she showed up to a ball dressed as a man and kissed a woman right there in front of everybody um, after other men had been fighting for attention. And so three men challenged her for a duel, to a duel for this woman's honor. And she said, okay, buddy, I'll meet you out back. And then she beat all three of them, one after another. That's my wife. (laughs) But then was kicked out of Paris for dueling and was told she got exiled and was told if she returned, you know, she'd be executed. Um, so she went back out to wander. She winds up in uh, Bavaria for a way. And I just, yeah, because she finds another lover and he was an important man. I forgot to write down his title because I am excellent at re- <laughs> research. I think it's an ATA. Research. <laughs> research.
0: <laughs> research.
1: Uh, I think he was an ATA, I want to say it was, um, uh-huh. in Bavaria but he eventually paid her to go away because she scared him Um, (laughs) after an incident where she stabbed herself on stage while performing with a real dagger. He was like, you're too crazy, girl. He gave her 40,000 francs and told her to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And apparently she was so- Girl boss. She threw the money back at him. Girl boss. And said she went to Madrid Mm -hmm. and would eventually desire to come back to Paris. And so she went before the king and pleaded her case and the story that I found, according to some accounts, it was because she got off on a technicality because quote unquote, men weren't allowed to duel, but it didn't say anything about a woman. Yes. And I would like yes. to believe that. So it is some account. We're just going to put it out there because I think <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Massage it it so bites cool.
0: itself in the butt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it hurt itself and it's confusion. <laughs> yeah. So it said at this point that she was reunited with her husband, although apparently that wasn't (laughs) very important because pretty much they're like, "Hey, man, your wife showed back up. She's using your name, and she's stabbing people and singing opera." And he's like, "Sounds like my wife. Go see my wife, (laughs) who I've known I knew for exactly like not even a full day before like he left." And so let's talk about Julie, the opera singer, for. Just a moment, because as much as I love talking about her wacky life, the fact that she's an opera singer is just really what makes the story for me, and the reason I have an excuse to talk about it on this podcast. So she makes her glorious return to the Paris Opera Company. She sang mostly soprano roles at the start of her career, because of course that is the majority of the repertoire, and at this point, French opera, your female roles would have been soprano roles. However, she wasn't a soprano. She was in fact a contralto. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's the reaction i was waiting for that's the reaction i was waiting for from katie <laughs> i don't know if you can hear the high-pitched squeal that came out of her mm-hmm. but... yeah and after of course she gained a certain amount of notoriety she was able to pick and choose and you know have repertoire essentially written for her we know of four operas that were specifically composed for her um so the role of the magician in des martes didon Clorinde in Campra's Tancred, Diana and Thétis from Campra's en Tauride and Melanie and Venus in Campra's Alcine. So those were all specifically made for her, and she's actually credited with bringing over the contralto voice type into the French repertoire from Italy, because it was pretty much just in Italy where you'd see the contralto roles. So, you know, after she gained a certain amount of fame, they were writing more mezzo-soprano roles and more contralto roles, which I think is really, really cool. She's you know, so cool. Yeah. Her voice was apparently very widely acclaimed as well. Yeah, that it was apparently had a very beautiful voice and a very unique sound. We, of course, will never know, which is very sad. But
0: yeah,
1: also crazy considering what training she would have received up until this point because she's in her 20s at this point. So I mean, it would make sense that this is when her voice would switch because, you know, a bigger contralto voice would take some time to mature. However, while she was still in Paris, she was still on her craziness. And it's worth noting she performed at Versailles many times for royalty and for the king and queen that she specifically requested. But she was still doing her thing. Um she would regularly get into fights, uh especially for defending fellow female performers, either from <laughs> you know other performers or from audience members that were heckling them because you know female opera singers didn't get a whole lot of respect back in the day she had another incident where she stabbed herself on stage again again
0: twice Uh
1: twice yeah
0: i'm Um, trying to feel like it's intentional yeah Mm -hmm. like
1: i don't know what she's trying to prove at this point i could find no more detail than the fact that she just stabbed herself on stage um her devotion
0: to the craft
1: apparently yeah. Uh, uh she shut she shred <laughs> she tried to shoot a duchess at some point the reasons what? are unclear apparently she had a trial for it but nothing happened
0: how does um, she get away with all this stuff this know, is mind-blowing
1: she attacked her landlord for whatever reason, Uh, and got into a physical altercation with her landlord, which she also went to court for. Again,
0: but nothing happened.
1: But nothing happened. got off scot-free. And she and her buddy Tevenar, if you remember him from earlier, the two of them Mm -hmm. remained friends and colleagues. We're apparently very good friends, uh, but we get into really, really vicious fights with one another,
0: uh, including
1: one incident uh, where they got into a fight that resulted in her biting him on stage hard enough to draw blood. Oh, we don't know what the fight was about. Just that she got up on stage and bit him.
0: <laughs> Choosing violence every day, we can respect that.
1: Yeah, every oh, day this woman violence. woke up every day and chose violence, and she would eventually fall in love with a woman named Madame la Marquise de Fleur-In-Sac, a woman who was dubbed the most beautiful woman in France uh, at the time. Love
0: wins.
1: And the Marquise was actually being pursued by the Dauphin, so she and Julie Daubigny moved in together and they lived together for two years. Apparently had a very happy life for two years until unfortunately um, the Marquise de Florinsac died of a fever. And it was in that same year where Julie would eventually leave the opera company and went to a convent, ironically enough, um, yeah. where she would die at the age of 33. Oh, we don't know why.
0: It's a mystery.
1: Yeah, because there is very little record kept there, and what happened to her body, how she died, what she died of, is all unclear. But she died young. Oof. Um, well, leaving the Paris Opera Company, which is a depressing ending to like a really crazy. An iconic story. life. Yeah. yeah. Thirty-three, and she did all of that. I mean, I aspire literally to be
0: like her. The definition. 33.
1: <laughs> yeah. God, no. The textbook definition of like a swashbuckling rogue (laughs) traveling the french countryside singing opera oh so cool yeah well that was wild
0: yeah her name was julie daubigny yeah
1: daubigny mademoiselle de maupin or la maupin
0: what a cool chick she's yeah very badass yeah my new icon (laughs) oh didn't you say she was the original classical baddie you said that at the
1: beginning right yeah the original classical baddie she
0: walked so that we could run
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i thought you guys would really enjoy that story and yeah yeah
0: Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening to us today. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, where you can also find our card site linked. Which will link you to everywhere that we can be streamed, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more.
1: As always, thank you so much for tuning in this week, today. Whenever you happen to sit down and listen to this podcast episode, please let us know what you think drop us a line at any of our social medias that we just mentioned uh let us know if you want to hear about our opera singers because uh we are definitely willing to talk about opera singers
0: that's for sure yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> all so- right hope to catch you next time take care bye, bye. bye.